Welcome to the Connie G Show, where a waterhead drives a piece of crap truck. Welcome to the Connie G Show, where a waterhead is a dumb middle of the country piece of junk. Hi, I'm Conrad. Welcome to the Connie G Show. Today, we are sponsored by Anne Frank Hot Dogs. These all-beef, 100% hot dogs are a delicious treat in between meals or have a couple for a meal in itself. If you don't like Oscar Mayer because it tastes awful, try an Anne Frank. Thank you. So, I'm in like, um, I'm in Gold Thunder, so if you guys don't like the background noise, I suggest you buy a 2000 F-150. Um, take the air conditioning out of it. Take the radio out of it. Put 295,000 miles on it. And then, you know, pop in an earbud and listen to this episode. And you, it will be like you don't even hear any background noise. You have to be driving about 80 miles an hour. On a two-lane road in Mexico, so or Oklahoma, which is basically the Mexico of the United States. Sorry. Yeah, thanks. I'm just going to keep my brights on. Everybody else does. You know, every time a vehicle passes me, you, you literally can't see them. Maybe my eyes are bad. I mean, feel my eyes. I got double vision. Sorry, I said eyes. It set off the double vision alarm. Uh, but if they are, it would be the first time. So I have pretty, pretty amazing vision. Seeing double, and every vehicle. And I get it because you're driving this road, and there's eight billion. There's cows in the road. This is Highway 105 between Guthrie and. Uh, basically try on Oklahoma cows I hit a deer on this road before there's hog hunting going on in this road I mean there's wild animals there's uh, somebody hit a damn um, moose or something recently there was a black bear spotted um, Joe Exotic released a bunch of leopards and tigers in this area at one time so uh, giraffes are down here you can every once in a while you'll see a dead giraffe on the side of the road so I get it turn your brights on but if you if you're approaching a vehicle man be nice you're on a two-lane road don't blind them there's no shoulder you know don't blind me and then keep driving you know turn your damn brights off and the problem is these new vehicles they're 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 dim lights they're whatever's you know, the ones that just stay on all the time. You know, now nobody even has, knows how to turn their lights on. They're just constantly on. And they're blue. You know, they're all blue. They're freaking blinding, dude. Now, they're not blinding to another new vehicle because they put some sort of weird polymer inside the windshield or something to block out that distracting um, light. But if you're blinded by the light and you're revved up like a deuce... Like I am, okay? It's tough. I don't have a polymer windshield. I have a 
a crap. I, my, my, I think mine's made out of plexiglass or old plastic bottles or something. It's bad. It's got a lot of glares in it. And I pull over at freaking Love's and I tried to wash the window. Sorry, might be a deer right here. Tried to wash the damn window. But guess what? Oh, there's no, there's no fluid in the squeegee barrel. You know what I mean? You. It's like, come on, guys. Gas is freaking four dollars a gallon. You know, can I at least use my damn squeegee barrel? Okay. They don't care. There's just all everybody's just freaking high on drug. They're just sitting in their damn. You know, you see them in there. They're doing the macarena or whatever. You the two gas station employees that are in there click and clack and I get it what do they care what do they care you know oh what you can't wash your window I work at a gas station it's like yeah but no you don't you stand here and do freaking dance moves and get paid to do it if you worked at a gas station you'd be out here emptying this effing trash can and putting some damn blue juice so I can wash my windows so when I'm driving down the highway I don't get blinded by the $150,000 $150,000 Cadillac Escalade that's hauling goddamn fentanyl pills up here to kill our children. I'm sorry. I haven't talked to anyone all day. I'm freaking in a bad mood. I didn't get any sleep. Very much of it, at least. It's my own fault for wanting to be an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? I remember when I was. I remember when I was a young boy, it's probably 11 years old, and I was in the back of the church, and the priest, he bent down and he put his face very close to mine. And when he was done kissing me, he said, what do you want to be? And I said, an entrepreneur. I don't know why I said it. Was it the kiss? I don't know. The kiss is on your lips Because the kiss, the kiss is on your lips So, I'm in a bad mood I think it's, I think it's sleep related Or, um, could be, it could be stress I'm going to throw that out there, guys Could be stress Here's what's on the Here's what's been on the plate Um, Since we talked last We closed Wednesday Wednesday Of last week And then I spent two days um, Watching the hurricane stuff I just laid in bed and got my popcorn And said finally we can Wipe this freaking grease stain of a state Off the continental United States And I know it's Bubby Man's home But I'm just saying And I'm just kidding I didn't Want that at all I'm actually a big fan of Um Like Cuban sandwiches And I know that they originated People say from Cuba But I think the Cuban sandwich actually originated in In Florida When Once those rafts got here And they had bread to put their Their pork belly on So um Yeah, I didn't want Florida to get swept away, and I didn't lay around. I don't remember what happened. Thursday, we went to... Okay, yeah, now I do. Thursday, um, day one of being a new building owner, um, I went over to the building. Shannon was there. We 
we got all here's a problem maybe Chris or or Bubby Man or, or somebody can help if you know stuff um, so the situation we got going on is there is a Bryant um, breaker box an old Bryant that's what and the company's discontinued and that was what was in the original wiring of it's been grandfathered in the original wiring of this gas station but when it was updated to a diner the people who did that so many years ago they installed a hammer cutler or cutler hammer whatever box into that and good news is both of those breaker boxes take a breaker called an Eaton breaker. So if you have an Eaton breaker, it will fit in either one of those boxes. So we can, we, there's new breakers available and there's even, um, you know, 30 amp and there's, there's breakers that are basically half the size of what they used to be. So we have a 200 amp panel and then we have a sub panel that is also a 200 amp sub panel but right now what they had done is feed they had a 30 amp double pull breaker that just had two 10 gauge wires feeding a sub panel that basically powered the entire kitchen and the entire dining area when you walk in and it and it's only getting half it's it's juice you know it should be like at whatever if it's one i don't know it should be 120 amps or whatever and right now it's only getting half 60 so something's awry but here's the even crazier thing guys so we traced all the breakers and labeled them all there was no labeling so we figured out what outlets go to what breaker and what switches go to do what except for there's two switches right when you walk in the door right by the door um, one of them was just a false switch to it doesn't do anything it wasn't hooked up to anything there's wire tied back there the other one was hooked up but doesn't do anything yet it is still hot um, there's another switch on a wall in there that does work the lights in the dining room there is zero switches for any of the kitchen lights. There's a breaker that runs them, or two breakers, are actually split up on two breakers. Um, and then like the kitchen vent hood is not on a switch, it's on a breaker. And, but the, I guess the good news is we got everything in the building except for one outlet to turn on. The bad news is we don't know what these where these switches are are dying you know I mean if they're just wire tied somewhere and if the previous people just um, either killed the power to that sub panel every night maybe they did that or they flipped the breakers off in that sub panel to turn off the lights when they left I don't know it's a very weird deal so the new plan is we're gonna put remove the 30 amp breaker from the 
the main box where our supply is coming in. We're going to remove that. We're going to buy some... We're going to kind of rewire the box with smaller breakers to give us space in that original box. And then we're going to put a 100 amp breaker and some number three wire in new conduit and feed it over to that sub panel so it's getting a full um, 100 amps. And then we'll, I mean, that, that box is wired with newer stuff and then we'll go from there. That's the plan. But anyways, that was Thursday. We, we figured all that stuff out. My wife came over. She took a bunch of the um, junk off the wall. Uh, I sent some pictures to Chris and Steve about the copper. There's a a brass carp there or copper carp, you know, that's a good sign. And there was a number of, of fun goodies that we found. There was a selection of porcelain, um, wrestling WWE porcelain dolls. So like the rock, uh, China and I don't remember what the other one was that I sent. There was a three-pack, but then I actually found a fourth one who I think was Kurt Angle. Um, I'm not a big wrestling fan. I'd, I'd have to ask TJ, and I might sell them to TJ. So, anyways, that's Thursday, okay? That's a good day. Um, but we get a call at the end of the day on Thursday that uh, Shannon's wife, who had taken the newly fixed BMW, to work that day she called and said hey it's overheating and so a new odyssey began so shannon left that evening and i stayed to to keep removing stuff and keep labeling stuff and he went to go check on her when he got there there's no fluid uh, they poured fluid in it it leaked it all out he's freaking out it's too late to see anything he took off because it wasn't leaking in any of the radiator hoses at the front of the engine. He took off the hoses that were going from the engine to the heater core on the firewall and checked those for leaks, and he couldn't find any any leaks on, on the hoses themselves. And then it was too dark to do anything, so he just you know put the hoses back in there under the hood, shut the hood. It was at an O'Reilly's, and then shut it and said whatever I'll look at it tomorrow or whatever I don't know what to do you know dreading the worst getting on the Google machine and looking up what's going on with his car <sighs> so that brings us to Friday um, so Friday I say let's just go get your car even if we have to rent a U-Haul car hauling trailer and drag it back out to your house Let's just get it done so it's not something that you're thinking about all the time. So we go drive to Oklahoma City. Uh, well, first, we have a wedding on Saturday that we have to prepare for. And luckily, or unluckily, I did a little bit of research before and said, you know, i got to double check where this wedding actually is. Because I, I had met the people. They had come out to eat at the trailer to try it out we had to drive all the way north of Ponca City in order for them to come try out our trailer um, at some point this past year whenever all this it's almost like an audition and uh, so 
we drove all the way up there and they said this is great and they we agreed on a price they said that's great and that's like the last I heard from them so in my dumb water-headed mind I was thinking this is great you know we'll just drive to Ponca City or somewhere near Ponca City serve this wedding and you know then I'll either head up or I'll drive back down or I'll drive two vehicles and I'll go up because I still got to mow this weekend and I have that other job that I do you know so Shannon says well Eric and you guys know Eric from from those guys from Wichita Eric's thinking about coming down Um, I said well that's cool yeah if he comes down I'll ride back with him you know and Shannon says oh that's a good idea then we can ride together I said yeah there you go so he asked Eric. Eric says, that sounds great. Send me the address and I'll meet you guys there. Well, I said, no problem. I'll get the address tonight. Everything's set. Well, when I get to Shannon's house on Friday, his mind is frazzled. His mind is frazzled because his BMW is sitting in Oklahoma City. It's leaking antifreeze. He's just dumped a billion dollars into it to get it up and going. And now it's leaking. And, um, you know, he's worried. And I say, well, I got some more bad news, partner. Uh, that wedding is not in Ponca City. He's like, oh, yeah, where's it at? He's like, it's in Joplin, Missouri, man. And he's like, oh, gosh. And I don't think he actually heard what I said. Um, he heard, I said, it's just, it's way out there. It's way east and way north. It's like five miles from, it's in Welch, Oklahoma. So look that up. So it's three hours from our place in Oklahoma, but it's also three hours from Herrick. So there's no real reason for him to drive out. But now, I guess Shannon reaches out to Eric and it says, ah, Conrad says it's a little bit north and a little bit east. It's not what I said. I said, it's in Joplin. I just think that Shannon thought I was exaggerating. I, I wasn't. Um, but now Eric's like, oh, whatever, I'll come. And now it's kind of, I, it doesn't really help it helps, but not really, because now I'm stuck with, well, if Eric comes and gets me, which is what he did, drove three hours, we were already done when he got there, we were already packed up, basically, and basically I just got into his car, and then he gave me a ride to Wichita, which is sweet of him, and we had a great conversation, and you know that, you know, we have a future together, romantically, so it was nice to have that time, but, you know, it's... he. All I told him was like, it's not that great because now when I get there, I have no way to get home unless I drive Gold Thunder, which, like I've said before, it's on a pitch count. You know, this this truck's on a pitch count. I don't know if I want to drive it. And there's no air conditioning and it's still 100 degrees out. And so, anyways, too late. That's what the, the decision has been made. And uh, so... That's that's a whole the good. I guess there's the, there's a multiple good things. We get to um, Oklahoma City on Friday. I or first we prep the red truck on Friday. So we leave about we get that done. All the you know catering stuff that we need, all the different stuff that we have to bring three hours away. I try to do inventory of what we have, what we're going to need to grab from the store in the morning and all that stuff. So 
that's all done. That's so now I'm done. I'm not thinking about the wedding. I know exactly what we need. Let's just go to Oklahoma City. It's about one in the afternoon. So we get up there. We um, reattach all the hoses to the firewall and to the back of the block, and and to the auxiliary pump. And I tell Shannon, we get a jack. I jack it up, start it. I'll get under there and see if I can, because you couldn't see anything leaking from the top. So once I got under there, I was able to see that it was leaking from the housing of the auxiliary pump. Um, and then what the auxiliary pump does is it it charges your heater core with a constant amount of um coolant so to eliminate the risk of you ever being uncomfortable as a passenger basically so with that pump when you're idling and you have your heater on it works just as good as when you're at highway speeds and all that stuff it just keeps the cabin temperature regulated uh, much better with an auxiliary pump because it has a consistent amount of pressure but good news buddy it's not necessary for the car to function you can bypass it and so we just needed to figure out what hose we can block off in order to bypass the pump and you know then it became me trying to uh, both of us talking it out and I get on there and I found some schematics of his exact car and that exact part and we were able to send him to the shop guy that that worked on it before and he was able to tell us oh yeah just put a bolt and hose number seven on the schematic and you'll be good to go so that's what we did and i think there's actually you could just put a y fitting into the three hoses that attach to that pump and bypass the pump altogether and just not have the luxury of having a uh basically having a bmw driving experience as when it comes to heat so I think that's what Shannon's going to do ultimately. So, anyways, by the time I get home from that, it's 9 o'clock. Oklahoma City, we were there all day working on that. So, get home at 9, um, get cleaned up, give the wife what for, and pass out, and get up. And I got to get up early, get going, because we have to drive three hours. The wedding... Um, According to our message, we're supposed to be serving at 5.30. So we got to shop. We got to get out there. We got to cook 50 pounds of beef and 40 pounds of chicken and cheese dip and um, vegetables. That's the menu. And, and toast tortillas with cheese on them and all that stuff. So... Oh, we get out... Uh, Nothing ever works out. Anyways, we got out there about an hour later than we wanted to get. And so we got about three hours, which I was feeling the time crunch. And we just started going, cooking, cooking, cooking. And then we're thinking 536 because that's what the text message said. Um, the dad of the groom or the bride, I don't know, was like, hey, they're about done. You know, you got about 30 minutes if you guys going to be ready. Look at my watch. It's 430. It's like. Well, he said five. I mean, I should have an hour, but okay. Anyways, we get it pulled off. Um, everybody's happy. Everybody likes it. 
Still hoping they pay me. Um, but they will. I'm going to say they will. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there for the karma guys. So Eric shows up, drives me back into Wichita last night. Get into Wichita about 1 in the morning and go to my mom's place, get Gold Thunder, drive to my dad's place, get to bed about 2.30, um, wake up, run my miles, feeling pretty good to be with that lack of sleep. Then I go to Case, mow Case, then I go up to Park City, um, mow the place in Park City, drive back down, drop my trailer off, go back to my dad's. Uh, I have a big bill or... What is that? Quote that I have to put together for the place I take care of. Um, a big seating job and talk that over with him. And then I got the big, some of you guys that have been listening to us for a long time know that every year I have this big um, weed eating project where I annually weed eat a drainage ditch and the basically the berms that are around it. Um, and I can do it by myself I've done it by myself the past few years uh, But it takes a few days Of 12 hour days And so I think the plan is Come home tonight Go work at the restaurant Tomorrow and Tuesday Drive back up to Wichita Tuesday night And then start the weed eating project on Wednesday and try to get all that that part of the project done, um, the drainage ditch cleaned up, the berms cleaned up by Sunday. So it gives me the whole weekend, and then there's the mowing side still too. But um, anyways, it's been kind of a weird. You know, drove seven hours yesterday, plus you know catered a hundred and sixty person. Wedding, without really knowing what we're doing, we've done a hundred, but it was family, so it's a little bit different when they're um, customers from a wedding. But it all—it actually all was pretty smooth, really. And I don't know. That's it. So I think I'm just a little tired. I think it got me a little bit angry, you know, today or crabby. It'd probably be the better word. Because I don't know I feel bad um, Let me get a drink here I'm not going to do it on the microphone Because that's annoying I feel <clears throat> I feel bad that I almost feel embarrassed I guess Maybe I feel embarrassed because I go through a lot of these phases Which you guys are If you listen um, You know that it, I just go through a lot of different Phases and then I just tell you about What I'm thinking or f- What phase I feel like I'm in or something Which I, it could be frustrating I don't know uh, But it, it is to live it I'll know that, I know that That's frustrating But I made a commitment to to run every day probably about a year ago now or we're getting close on a year and I've stayed to it 
I've stayed that has been a constant which I every time I get done I'm grateful that I still can do it and that I follow through on it all that all that different stuff so it means a lot even though most days I don't want to do it you know but it's like don't give up on your thing now dude you've been and I up my mileage for a few weeks is doing five miles a day at least three miles a day uh, whatever it's just but sometimes I get like what do I want to listen to while I run and if I listen to music um, sometimes the music that I like is more lyrical than it is uh, it's just a story I really have been into like um, a guy named James McMurdy who's kind of like this anti-war hippie that writes some version of mixture of kind of like country or more like singer-songwriter like a modern modernized Dylan maybe I don't know I don't know what I would describe I don't know genres and I don't really know anything about music but I do identify with his music quite a bit so if you want to know what probably my favorite guy is right now it's probably McMurdy and he's been around since the 70s and um, my favorite song is probably Copper Canteen uh, but that album Complicated Games that Cop- Copper Canteen is on is front to back probably my favorite album and then uh, I, I don't know I could, I could probably talk McMurdy I could do a whole show and talk about what different songs mean to me whether he meant them to mean that or not I don't know Doesn't I don't care so check that out check out Copper Canteen that's a good song but running to those songs is not necessarily fun sometimes I'll run to motivational speakers um, sometimes I'll run to podcasts if, especially if it's I don't, I don't know, Theo, I don't even know who I like anymore. I, I used to like, I got into this past weekend for a period of time over the past year, but then I'm kind of like, not burnt out on him, it's just this new stuff I don't like as much, which is fine. Um, I tried to get into the Two Bears deal to see what that was about. It's just rich people talking about rich stuff not that fun I don't, I don't know man it's and that's what I'm saying I'm, I'm embarrassed because since 2010 when all this started dude when all the podcasting stuff started and it was just an extension or a continuation of the greatest radio the most influential talk radio that ever existed to me not to I don't know what society or humanity felt about it but my sense of humor my sense of um, kind of the way the way the world works and how I fit into it how insignificant I am to the way the world works I felt like that era of talk radio 
prior to podcasting where it was the Don and Mike, all that stuff, all the stuff we've talked about many times before. But it was fun and it was an escape and they would you could relate to them because they would talk about what's going on and their struggles and and getting through the world and, and their struggles with their boss and their struggles with their career and their struggles with all this stuff. And but in in addition to that, also be very entertaining with the bits they did or the stories they told about the weekend or whatever it was. And so when podcasting started and those guys got fired because radio didn't want to go that direction anymore, and then they all switched over to stream their shows, whether it be Adam Carolla or or the Mike O'Mara show or all these different things. It's like, oh my God, now this is an untethered version of what was already my favorite thing to do was pop those guys into my brain through my ear holes and you know have them talk to me and basically allow me to escape whatever task I'm doing I could still perform my task but not actually be like there mentally so I could get a lot more done or or maybe make it a lot more enjoyable throughout throughout the day and what it has turned into is this mush of it's it's just a freaking you know I I get the app open today I get the Spotify or the freaking podcast thing with an iTunes podcast app or whatever and you go on to like I don't want I didn't have any new shows that I wanted to listen to or no interesting guests on the guys that I I do listen to and it's like what do I got here? And I go to like the search thing and it tells you what's trending and what's new and what's top ranked in these. And it's like, this is all just the same. Every thing is the same. It's all the same shit over and over again. Same guests circulating through. They talk about the same topics and they're not talking about, that's what Don and I think that's why I identified with that radio. It seemed like, Don and Mike were always struggling with something. They were always something going on, some rip. Now it's flipped. Now it's like you just get to listen to a bunch of people talk to you about how successful they are. And then it's and it's really annoying, you know? It and like that's the formula. I don't know. And they're not being made fun of for being successful. Like Don and Mike, maybe they'd make fun of you. They'd say that's the golden boy or whatever. That's not what's happening here. It's just, oh, you should really, I'm going to set you up with my guy. I got a guy that's got a race car thing, and he'll take you. Like, what the F are you guys talking about, dude? And so I felt embarrassed that I'm, I didn't want to be part of that. I don't want people to go listen to my podcast. I don't want to even tell people I do a podcast because I don't want them to think that I'm part of that freaking world. I'm not. I'm anti that. You know, I don't. And maybe I'm just in the wrong I I don't know It's just frustrating It's just frustrating Where do I fit in In all this stuff You know As Clay Walker In his belt buckle Once sang Where do I fit in the picture I'm not Tiger belly You know I'm not uh, I'm not I'm uh, not Tuesdays with stories I'm not 
two bears, one cave. I'm not your mom's house. I'm not. And I don't find. What's sad is I can go through a lot of these shows and never laugh. They're all comedy or in that genre. And I don't laugh. I mean, not that I LOL all the time. I'm not like a waterhead that's out there holding a weed eater or riding a mower and and laughing, but every once in a while something really funny might give me get me to smile and inside I'm laughing, you know. Not anymore. It's really just more infuriating. And so it's like it used to be that I couldn't do anything without having a podcast in my ear and now podcasts are so annoying that I have switched back to music it's like I'm just going to go find more guys like McMurdy and I found quite a few of them and I like a lot of those guys and and I don't want to fall into the I don't want to be characterized and fall into the pool that these guys have ruined by pissing in it. I don't mind peeing in a pool. Everybody knows that. I'll piss, you know, if I got to pee and I'm in a body of water, guess what? That body of water just got 16 ounces deeper, okay? That's what happened when I'm in a body of water. And I don't care. You can warn me. You can be like, hey, one rule here, try not to pee in the pool. Doesn't matter, dude. It's instinctual. It's reflexatory. It's Whatever uh, verb or adjective, I don't even know the sentence structure. I, I don't know what it is, but if my toes, toesies get into that water, pee-pee's running down my leg. It's natural. And it's I think it's genetic, so I can't help it. So I don't want to swim in somebody else's pee, though. My pee's fine to swim in. But these guys have ruined the pool because they're all in there. They're all fat. They're all drunk. And they're all talking about doing drug. And that's the only thing they talk about. That's all it is. Over and over again. And I'm not anti-drug, you know. I'm pro-drug. In fact, if you want to do drug, buy it through me. I'm a drug dealer. I have an affiliate with Diamond CBD. Go to thewaterhead.com. I get money if you buy your drug there. I partake in that drug. I enjoy it. Um, I particularly enjoy that Delta 9. The Delta 8 gets a little... I feel like you do get kind of a hangover from it. The Delta 10, eh, it can be kind of loopy. It's kind of fun, but that 9's got a little sweet spot there. I, I like that. So, and they have that at Diamond CBD. You guys can buy it there. And buy it, do it, do something crazy and start a podcast. Only talk about that and you'll be really successful. I just, I'm hoping that when we get this restaurant up and going, we'll get through this month, you know, and we're getting to that point again where just get through this day. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just got to get through the day. I remember feeling that way when, when we were building the trailer and, and you got a lot of spinning plates and we're trying to buy the house and get my family moved down there and, and you just know that the next day is so daunting that just like if I can just get through this day and you know the next day 
you say that every day, but that's the mantra you have to just keep repeating. Just make it, make it happen for just this day. And so I know that there's, that's already what has started this, this, this weekend or last week that all started, you know, again, like, okay, you got this project and this project and this project and this project, but in the middle of that also do this and try to find time to build this dream. So it's, it's a lot and it's a lot of it's really fun though. And I'm around people that are supportive being Shannon and, and Heather and, and all of you guys that have reached out, uh, most of you have, have said something positive and Eric, you know, all the people that want to help and I know will be wanting to throw a hammer or, or able to throw a hammer or all that different stuff is it's different now than what it was when we were doing that trailer a little bit, you know, that was more, that vision was primarily for me and Shannon. And because we had no idea what we're doing, we couldn't even help guide people into helping us. You know, this is a little bit different where it's like, all right, here's the vision guys. This is what we're thinking. This is what we want to do. If you want to help, we, by all means, let's get it going. So, I think that that is going to be better and we get to be around a lot of people that want to help and um, so people see the that's the cool thing when you say you're going to start a taco truck people don't even and including yourself you don't even know if you can cook and if people will buy it you had no idea you've never done it before so when we did that nobody in the sense of our, our family and our friends and stuff like that, it's like, what are you guys talking about? Like, that's a totally different um, line of work. It's a totally different industry. It's a totally different set of challenges and all that stuff. Well, now that we've proven somehow that we have a product that people people enjoy to a certain extent or feel like is is really good for the value or whatever the reason people like it but there is a, a reason people like it and so that's good and now people when we say we're going to do a restaurant a lot of people are like hell yeah because they know that we had some success or as much as we could have maybe with the taco truck as much as could be expected in this area maybe but it's been a real juggle over the past month or so couple months really because that freaking trailer although it's really badass um, and once we get to a place it's solid and a great kitchen um, and we know what we're doing in it and we got a rhythm but the issue more than that is it's not it is a 1977 trailer and it's not roadworthy and it's something's catastrophic's going to happen if we continue to drive it as much as we drive it, you know, even driving it to towns around Lincoln County. And so I didn't want to risk driving it around even locally on a route, especially as hot as it was, and have basically break-even days or maybe make a little bit of change days and risk ruining something on the trailer before that wedding 
and then have to fix it. So we got through the wedding. It's back at the farm. It's that's a relief because now phase two of that trailer's, or maybe phase three, of that trailer's existence is can be started on and accomplished. So. I don't know. There's a lot of plans. There's a lot of stuff goes through your head. There's a lot of um, challenges. But I enjoy coming on here and, you know, talking you through what's going on. And also I enjoy being a freaking goofball when we're just, when I can, when I can just be a damn goofball. You know, I like that. You know, I had a dream the other night. And not even like a good civil rights dream Just a damn dream Although, I don't know, you tell me So I've been thinking about it ever since it occurred It was really trippy It was like We were I lived in like this um, cul-de-sac type community, but one that you see like the bigger homes, like everybody has the same house, but they're all very nice houses and they're not right next to each other, but they're all, maybe there's two houses per cul-de-sac and they're gigantic, that kind of thing. And we lived in one of them. But for whatever reason, the in, a lot of the family, my family, and and in-laws, and people were at the house. And I went outside, and this cloud formation took place on the horizon that was this giant, a god, basically. It was a man... It started out as just the face of a man Like in the cloud But then came down to where It was just this giant man Full man Made of cloud Made of marshmallow And Like you picture Zeus or something But made of marshmallow And It was Just staring At the community And Then what started happening is all the clouds started coming down and forming basically like f- families of cloud gods. So if you looked to the left in the front door of my dream cul-de-sac house, um, there would be the Zeus. But now he was joined by his son and his wife made of clouds also. And then I looked to the right and there's this other family of cloud people gods and then way out in the distance you'd see one and then all of a sudden buddy those cloud people started started it was reckoning it was a day of reckoning people started getting sucked up into the damn cloud and it's like oh my gosh they've the cloud people have come the cloud that's all people kept saying the cloud people have come they've come to get us and it's like you didn't know I think in the dream there was a way to make yourself safe or immune from it, but I can't remember what it was. 
But I remember going inside and telling all the people that were in my house, it's not a joke, guys. There is, and them all being more concerned about like the stuff people talk about now, like the, it doesn't, what you're talking about doesn't matter. The cloud people are outside, guys. They're like, no, listen, I'm telling you that climate change isn't real and it's like guys I, i'm not i don't i don't care about climate change i'm telling you there are gods that are made of cloud then they're outside right now sucking up people and hitting them with lightning and stuff and then eventually i said just look out the window and in my dream my mother-in-law looks out the window and that cloud zeus was sucking up people and she started freaking out and she's like oh my god you're not lying I was like no I'm not lying that's what I'm saying I know it sounds crazy but there's people made of clouds out there and they're you know running roughshod over the world right now and then you turn on the TV and it's like yeah all the cloud people but then people are just bickering back and forth about you know why the cloud people are here is it our policies was it our former administration's policies that got the cloud cloud people to come it's like Guys, who cares? They're here. So, anyways, I don't know what that dream means. If you guys are uh, dream experts, maybe send in a comment below, I guess. Go ahead and throw a comment in there, and I will uh, address it. But, I don't know. So, I guess maybe even my dream... That was a good night's rest. You know, I felt pretty rested after that. So, I feel like maybe it's just... Just a lot going on, and that happens, dude. And everybody's got it, and I'm... Like I said, I don't want to make it sound like this is... Not doable. Or that I'm not grateful. That it's 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 working out, and the only way to make sure that it does work is to work at it you know i'm willing to do that i'm just kind of just giving you a window into what what's going on and i understand how even in i feel very fortunate in all of it and i don't want it, there's a lot of work that has to be done and that I don't know what the hell I'm doing and I'm frightened by it or maybe frightened's the wrong word intimidated, nervous probably frightened on a lot of things, will it work am I doing the right thing, did I make a mistake second guessing, I think that's probably natural um, even if it's not, I, I can't control the fact that that's happening you know, buyer's remorse, did I do it did I screw up should I have done it this way? Should I have just... I could have put that much money into the trailer and made it an, an even better food truck. You know, all that different stuff. But it's like, no, 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 no. Don't second guess. You're on the right path ever forward, my friend. Like that kind of thing. So, I don't know. But a big pillar of the dream is the incorporation of of a show of some form. Whether it... Even if in the shop it's the OK Taco show, and that's what it is. You know, that's me and Shannon's thing. You know, we've got... What do we got? 
400 and something episodes within a year. That's pretty wild if you count bonus shows and stuff. And once we can get uh, that place set up, we can get back on a damn consistent schedule. I know that's frustrating for you guys, or maybe it's... But I don't fit the mold of, you know, I, I don't make a living from doing it. I appreciate the support we get on Patreon through Con Radio and all of you people that have been with us for such a long time. But you have to understand, until we get a consistent life, it's really tough to have a consistent schedule on on the show. And the only reason you're told to do that is because that's what all these other idiots say to do, and all these idiots do bad shows. Who cares if you pump out a show every day if your show is awful, you know? Who cares if you pump out a show every week if your if your show is awful? I'd rather just do a good show or my show, you know, in the sense of this is what's going on. I don't know. So I th- I want to predict that we get this restaurant up and going and the way that we have it and and the way that we want the way that we're dreaming it maybe then we can set this show up in the way that fits us regardless of what the industry says because the industry has it's 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 commercializing itself I mean you can't you're listening to freaking Joe Rogan on Spotify this is the best guy supposedly this is the most popular guy I, I just did it again. I listened to an episode with him with some guy named Dave Smith. Go back and listen to that episode. It's not a good episode. It's awful. And not to say he's not allowed to have bad episodes. He is, of course. But I'm talking about the lip smacking and the... And the... Whatever that word... Gulping, I guess. The drinking. It's like, what are you, what are you doing, dude? And you're sitting there and you go from a topic like Ukraine and Russia and then all of a sudden you're talking about Anderson Silva and Muhammad Ali, but then you get back to Ukraine and what are you talking about? And then in the middle of your conversation, it's so commercialized because you're on Spotify that it will just interrupt you and play an ad. And then right back to where you were with no finesse at all. So it's very weird. And I hate it and I don't want to be a part of it. So I got to figure out how we can carve our own thing out. And even if that's a limitation, to potential audience growth nationally or globally because we don't uh, screw it. I don't care. I would rather just be this is what we do. We don't do it like everybody else. I don't want to be like everybody else because I don't particularly enjoy what they're doing. So anyways, um, I'm back. I just got back. Gold Thunder made it. Uh, hopefully we can do a show tomorrow. I'm going to meet up with Shannon. We're going to be working on the shop. So <sighs> get, get through it, man. One more day. Get through the day. You guys all have your own struggles. So I know that those are, I hope that you guys can get through them too. With that being said, don't let your meatloaf have an okay day.